0: Ralph Malgrove and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball and Dave Cariello of Pinal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis.
1: Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse and in which order would you die?
0: Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. definitely. (laughs) The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> They'd get his... <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. <laughs> Dave! Dave smells like nougat! Now, here's your host, Ralph Mountrose.
1: Alright, <laughs> welcome to the annual edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. We are live streaming Tonight on the YouTubes and the Patreon, if you are a Patreon subscriber, you possibly could be hearing this live uh, as always we are sponsored by TixBlix the official ticket provider of the Armchair Media Network unlike other ticket providers that sneak in extra fees and unexplained service charges at TixBlix the price you see <laughs> is the price you pay if you want to see your favorite player get in his licks maybe that's Hakeem Nicks, Hakeem Hicks or haha Clinton Dicks go to TixBlix.com and enter <laughs> promo code Armchair at checkout to receive five percent off your total ticket purchase that's dot zcom promo code armchair ticks blitz guaranteed seats guaranteed emotions yeah i butchered that one all up because you I haven't been,
2: you haven't been practicing
1: i have not i was not practicing i was setting up about 900 different things dr laura to get the live stream Working. I'm sorry, Dorothy. I didn't do my exercises and I paid sure. the price. Um it, says also... li- it it says live stream offline. Is that I don't know. Well, you might have to refresh the page, perhaps.
0: <laughs> I, I did that. Um Are you sure it's working? Uh
1: maybe not. Probably not. <laughs> this maybe This is going about
0: how I
2: expected it to go. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean I got, I did everything. I did everything uh that I was supposed to do and uh did you try
2: unplugging it and plugging it back in. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Um Yeah, uh the live stream By the way,
2: I know I noticed you went back to the old opening. We're never getting a new opening, are we? <laughs> we never.
1: Yeah. Um never Yeah, I don't know um I don't know what's going on the the uh live stream is um is is not offline. Working. It's offline. Sorry.
0: Had a feeling. So, Had a feeling it was gonna go like this.
1: Did you did you, did you, did you like test this out or practice it? before? I did. I practiced. I practiced. Uh, I practiced twice. Anyway, uh, apologies to, to the people in the line. I'm trying to try again. I mean,
0: should we try? Should we try this? Should we retry this or did we just try no, it next week?
1: No, I mean. Uh, let's see. This is good stuff. We've, yeah. you know, you can't make Ralph do the ad again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to. I, I, uh, I must have, uh, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyway, I apologize. The, the live stream went. The live stream went uh, kaput. Uh, I apologize. So, uh, they had actual Saints news today. Uh, why, Andrew, while I'm going over the recap of the Saints news with Andrew, why don't you tweet out to the people that the live stream blew up and tweet out a GIF of the Hindenburg and uh... And, <laughs> <laughs> dude, we you
2: doing. Do that, do that gif with the,
1: the burning dumpster. <laughs> so, anyway, the Saints had mega news this weekend, uh, Dave. Max Unger retired on Saturday, and then on Sunday... You Sundays, didn't do the
2: sound. You didn't do the sound.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, come Max on. Max Unger on. retired on, on Saturday, and the Saints... <laughs> The Saints panic bought a center like a husband that forgot their wife's birthday at a gas station and <laughs> that's where they bought the birthday gift that was Nick Easton uh 4 years 24 million dollars um Dave were you surprised uh that they moved so quickly and uh how what was your rea- what was your initial reaction to Max Unger uh retiring
2: Uh, I mean, totally bummed. Obviously, uh, you know he's your center. He's a Pro Bowl guy. He's the best we've had in a, in, a, in a good while. And uh, obviously, now he's had a relationship with Drew, which you always want with your quarterback and center. Um, and this was totally. Uh, what are these noises? What is going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and it, it's it's you know, like you said, it's totally surprising. It was funny because I was listening to WWL and some caller was asking about, he was talking to Deuce and Zach and he was asking about the O-line and what it was looking like for next year. And they were like, oh, no, no, it's fine. Everybody's coming back. You know, we're looking pretty good. We're looking pretty good. And then literally the next day we hear about Unger and uh, it definitely throws a wrench in it. Um, You know, yeah, you mentioned about, uh, you know, them panic buying on linemen you know offensive line really wasn't on my radar so i wasn't paying too much attention to free agency uh offensive linemen uh so i don't know what who who was out there previously at the start of free agency that got taken that would have been better
1: uh i don't know that there i mean there was centers but like i don't think the saints andrew were gonna pay like 10 million dollars for a center right
0: yeah probably not I mean they had they had seven million tied up to unger um so you know I think if they were gonna lose him, I don't think they were gonna want to spend more than that to find his replacement so but you know usually in year one it's more cap friendly than that but yeah I, I, it's tough man I mean you know it's one of those things where you know Matt Paradis is kind of viewed as the top center on the market and he he ended up signing with the Panthers. Um he got 3 years, 27 million, so that's 9 million a year. Um you know, Matt Morse of the Chiefs, he was signed by the Bills. Um so you know, that was another one. Um sorry, Mitch Morse. So, I mean, th- those are probably the two that you look at that you know, were maybe at the top of the list. But yeah, Nick Nick Easton's not a guy that I would have viewed as the upper echelon center. I just feel like the Saints Maybe got a guy that they liked, but, you know, is basically going to come in to compete. And I mean, at this point, it seems it seems a little pricey, in my opinion, for a guy like that, especially a guy that was out of football last year with an injury uh, with a serious neck injury. But he's only 26. And, uh, you know, he's got chemistry with Teddy Bridgewater. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip.
3: So I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate.
0: Water, and you know, he obviously he knows Bridgewater, and uh, Latavius Mur- Murray knows him too. So I think it's one of those things where if the Saints hit on this and they got it right, then this is potentially Teddy Bridgewater's center. And since they know each other and there's, like I said, chemistry and they've been teammates together, then hopefully that works out. I think I think the
2: question, you know, I I asked this question to you guys uh, when when the news broke. Um, You know, I I said, you know, when did the Saints know about Unger retiring? You know, did they know about that? Were they told, you know, just a few days before we found out or or were they of this? Before free agency? Yes. Uh, okay. So they, so somebody has said something to confirm yes. that. Okay. Yep.
0: Yep. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah, Andrew- I, I, I think it was actually a pretty good strategy by the saints, you know, kind of their, their approach to the off season and free agency. I think, you know, they, they gave out the illusion kind of going into free agency that they had no cap space. And I think that was obviously by design, Mickey Loomis, wanted other teams to feel like they weren't much of a threat. And so you get through, you know, the Saints basically are the team with the second least amount of cap and they get through that initial period, which is the tampering period, the legal tampering period for the first 48 hours. And basically that's where everyone burned their money on the, on the big time free agents. And what you saw happen is as soon as that period ended, boom, they hit breeze with a contract change. And they get about $10 million in space and they're able to sign a couple guys. And then right after that, boom, Unger announces his retirement and they get $7 million more. And I don't think that's by accident. I mean, you know, Unger and his uh, presser today mentioned that he had called Drew Brees earlier uh, this offseason and that he had kind of he said that it was a very difficult phone call to have that just kind of explained that he was retiring. And so obviously Sean Payton knew about that. Um, Sean Payton kind of hinted that I, it's funny he said that interior line was a need like a week or two ago and i don't know why like, in my head when he said that i was like oh does that mean like andres p is about to get traded but i, I never thought in my head like oh is something happening with hunger but obviously he was he, he was kind of hinting um at that point that this was a, this was about to hit and it was about to come so again it's too bad like you know it's one of those things where I'm all about the signing from the sense that, like, there's no way you give the job to Cam Tom or Will Clapp. No way. I mean, you have to bring a veteran in. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that Nick Easton's your center. I think all three of them battle it out in camp and whoever's best. And, you know, if Will Clapp or Cam Tom is the best guy and they outplay Nick Easton and they earn the job, then great. And hopefully they can be the Saint center for a long time. But uh, I think it's one of those things. When you lose a guy like Unger, I mean, this is bad. I mean, this is a huge loss, and I think you. If there's power in numbers, where you just hope that mm-hmm. if you throw enough things at the wall, you know one of them will stick.
1: Yeah, I mean, the one interesting thing about the about Unger was that he said, "You know, I can't like I can't physically do it anymore. I can't get down in my stance." Um, so, Dave, I joked yesterday on Twitter that this really showed that the saints 2018 offensive line, like that's what kept in my mind, that's what kept them from winning a Super Bowl because all those fuckers were injured from left to right. Everybody had, was dealing with something, but it's the same thing now. Like their offensive line is still like a giant copay. I mean, Armstead is dealing with whatever injury he has. Pete has the broken hand. Uh, Nick Easton didn't play a down last year. Warford was banged up, and Ramcheck was playing with the Robocop armor so um you know, I mean I just think that's the nature are you with the health of the offensive line and the the injury stuff at the end of last year going forward
2: I mean, I think that that's sort of the nature of the beast. I think that it's kind of always like that. I mean, there's always a little something I mean a broken hand. I mean that's bones that'll heal, you know. That's no, I mean I'm being serious. It's not like a, you know, a, a torn ligament or a muscle or something like that. Uh, you know, Armstead obviously he was really messed up at the end of the season. played Played through it and probably played when he shouldn't have been playing. Um. Uh. uh yeah. I mean it's a concern, but at the same time, I mean, uh, uh, you know, I I, I just I, I got to think that most teams at the end at the end of Sixteen game season. Uh, a lot of their offensive line is feeling uh, feeling pretty banged up. So, but um, yeah, I mean, it's you, you, you need to you, you need to have a, a good
1: offensive line when you're the Saints and you're running their offense. I mean, do we trust their Andrew? Do we trust their doctors with the dude with the fucked up neck and Nick Easton?
0: Is that no? Do we tr- <laughs> No, I mean, granted, the doctors that told Delvin Brode to rub some dirt on it are fired, and so it's not, it's not, it's not the same guys. But you know, the Saints are still stuck with uh, Oshner, and so you know, it's not like they can handpick their doctors. You know, they get whatever Oshner sends them, and so, um, yeah, I mean, it's a concern. You know, that this guy is coming off serious neck injury and he's been cleared to play apparently he's fine but um <laughs> it's funny when we talked about him being acquired in our seven minutes or seven minutes of saints earlier today i joke that nick easton is probably the healthiest starter on the saints offensive line right now coming <laughs> off that neck because he's had a whole <laughs> offseason. he's had a whole season to recover from his neck injury so uh he's been on ir but he's probably the healthiest of the starting five Um, which is sad but true but I mean yeah no uh, listen they need to keep getting guys I mean they need bodies because Warford I mean you you listed all that now Unger's gone Armstead who knows you know Pete hopefully will be okay but he's been he's had an injury risk you know and, and like you said Warford and Ramchick basically played the whole season banged up so um, you know, I'm hoping – the Saints are kind of due, man, on the offensive line and get a Falcons-slash-Rams-ish type luck where they just go a whole season with the same starting five. When the fuck did that
1: happen? When's the last time that happened with the Saints? Uh,
0: I mean, I guess 2009. Jeez. Although, I mean, Jamal Brown was, no, was injured yeah. in this the year. But but yeah. after the Jamal Brown injury, they, they went the whole season, I think the Same starting five.
1: Is that true? Damn, that's ten. That's ten years. Like the Rams haven't had a fucking uh, uh, offensive. They haven't had it. They have had the same. They have the same five guys for two years. The only reason they aren't going to have the same five guys again is because they cut the center and Stafford, their guard, left.
0: Saffold, damn.
1: Yeah, I, I'd give my. my I'd give I'd give up drinking for like a day and a half to have that good of offensive <laughs> line health. Um wow, you really do. Would really
0: want that. <laughs> yeah, do. he wants it bad.
1: I want it bad. I want it almost as bad as I want this live stream to work that I tested 3 times and it didn't run. Uh, <laughs> but but it's totally on brand that our live stream wouldn't work. I <laughs> seriously don't know. I mean, it, I, I texted in Patreon, and it was working. I tested in using and it didn't work. But, anyway. uh, So. On brand. Uh, what's that? <laughs>
2: On brand. I like On that. On brand.
1: So, <laughs> listen. People that donated, if you donate $7 a day, if more of you would donate, I could get an intern that was technically savvy, and they could test all this out while I was at my real job, and they could just Say it was ready to go. Uh, So more of you should should join at the $7 level, and you get podcasts every day. Fuck, Andrew, we had that podcast for people ready to go at 8 a.m. today about Nick Easton and Unger. And that thing with the center saints, it broke last night, what, at like 10.30 last night they signed him?
0: Sure. Yeah. You know?
1: So we had it there. So other podcasts were waiting. We had you ready to go for your drive to work or when you first got to work. Because no, everybody knows that when you get to work, you fuck off for like an hour. You're like office really? space. You just
0: you just sneak <laughs> in the back just door space and,
1: you just, out. <laughs> and you just and you just space out for an, you know you space out for a good hour. Um, he represents all that is soulless and wrong.
0: Piece of shit.
1: That's my live stream. Uh, so. Do it. It's seven dollars. You get four extra podcasts a week. Do it. Um, but they had other Saints news that I was not only stunned at the outpouring of emotion. I was stunned at how sad I was when Nick Underhill announced that he's leaving the Advocate and go, New Orleans Advocate and going on to bigger and better things wherever that may be. Mm. Uh, I was really. I was really, really sad. And listen, we've been doing this. How long we've we been doing this podcast for? Like a decade longer. Mm-hmm. We've we've never given two shits about a beat writer leaving. Have we ever, <laughs> Dave? Yeah, no, you've been really. with.
2: Um, I don't know. Cat Terrell. She was nice. She was okay. She was nice.
1: Yeah, she. was. I mean,
2: she, she wasn't really good. I mean, she wasn't like great. At the job. She asked
1: the hard questions though. Yeah, she she asked yeah, the injury. She she always asked the injury questions.
2: That's true.
1: The, the only the only questions we give a shit about during <laughs> training camp, she would ask them. So
0: yeah, she always volunteered to fall on the sword. I respect yeah, that. Like
1: so she did it, although she told us that when we interviewed her when they played us she, she we she told us that her boss at the Times Picky demanded that she do that and expected her to ask certain questions at the press. conference so that's how she started doing it. But then she just kept on, but maybe her, but like people were set, sa- like really, really sad. And I was too, like, we're, like Dave, were you as sad as I was when you found out Nick is no longer going to be covering the saints?
2: I don't know if I was sad, but you know, definitely disappointing. I mean, you know, Remember the time he didn't? He drive out in the middle of the night to go check in, on, <laughs> when Jerry Jones's plane was at the airport. You remember that? Yeah. Who who who's ever done that? I don't see Duncan doing that.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> he did, um, and he charted every pass Drew Brees ever threw, uh, which is just fucking bananas, um, right, Andrew?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think. He kind of I remember um, you guys ever listen to like the Jerry Cantrell like podcasts and he talks about he talks about how he um, does like the Alice in Chains albums and he's like yeah I just like lock myself in my basement I don't come out for like three months he's like I don't shower I don't really (laughs) eat he's like yeah I just like he's just like all I do is play guitar and like suss this out in my head and like you know I basically like shut myself off from the world and you know, that's how I make an Alison Chains album. And he's like, you know, I come out and I'm really unhealthy and I kind of have to reacclimate to the world and <laughs> start eating, eating again and showering and assimilate in society. And I feel like, like that was Nick Underhill when he would write these massive, just mad scientist pieces where he just would come up with ridiculous, incredible uh insane amounts of research and, and, you know, basically be able to come up with conclusions that no one in Saints media or no, no media history has ever done. And, uh, you know, it's kind of, I, mean, I think he like orders Moe's and Chipotle and has it brought to him and, and just doesn't leave the house and, and, and does, I, it's kind of, it's kind of how I picture Jerry Cantrell, but you know, I, I mean that lovingly and uh, I mean that with all due respect. I mean, I think he, uh, he obviously had a, tremendous work It has a tremendous work ethic and um you know in some ways i mean i hate to put it like this but i almost feel like he was always kind of too good for new orleans
1: he was too good for this place
0: man nick underhill belongs in a big market you know
1: i mean and the thing is too is you know it's it, it it's a thing where New Orleans, even like pre-Katrina, even like into the mid-90s to early 2000s, maybe, was really a destination job for media people, most of them. Like, you were like, I worked in Beaumont or fucking, you know, uh, Hattiesburg or wherever, right? And you were were like, hey, I got to New Orleans. This is where I'm going to stay for a really long time if I'm on TV or in print or whatever. But now you look at the local media and all the icons have retired right dave and now it's sort of like a transient media where people come they're really good and then they go to atlanta they go to houston they go wherever where it used to be hoda Copy would stay in new orleans until she got a job at nbc right uh is that a fair is that a fair assessment of the local new orleans media
2: yeah i would say i mean you know you've got i feel like you have Three, you've got Duncan Holder and um, triplet, uh, and you've you've got those three, and they're pretty much you know the only constant, and everything else, uh, you know, they're the the nucleus or whatever, and it, all, everything else the protons revolving around them. Uh, I mean, it's just yeah, it, it's you know, we we just rattled off a bunch: Nick Underhill, Cat Terrell. I mean. Uh, it's just you know you, you see a name uh for a few months maybe a year and then after a while and it's a new name and that cycle has just kind of been repeating itself for the last few years for sure um and it, it sucks it, you know it'd be nice to have somebody stick around and really get to know uh the organization um but so you know i, I don't know i don't know what I don't know what can be done about.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, the thing is for me, Andrew, the only thing in this we can wrap this thing up with Nick is, I mean, I thought he was a, the best mix of analytics guy with, I cover the team and I understand the day-to-day workings of how a football team really is on the field and that sort of thing. Um, He mixed the two really well. I feel like a lot of times you get either one or the other. You get a guy like Adam Schefter, right? He can break news and knows a ton of sources and all. But I feel like Adam Schefter, like he doesn't really understand like X's and O's probably at all, right? Um, Whereas an analytics guy knows his analytics backwards and forwards, but will argue over – uh, a certain grade or or, uh, or um cap value, you know, like Barnwell never thinks a team that spends fucking any money, no deal is good. Like if you if you spend a ton of money, it's bad because that's cap space that you're burning. And in two years, if it doesn't go right, my god, your cap could be a disaster. Why didn't you just draft a dude in the fifth round to play guard? Like I feel like Nick Underhill had had the balance of both, uh, which was nice. And we're never going to get this again. And I'm really sad.
0: Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's rare that you listen to, you read someone's work and you're, you feel like you're always being educated, you know? And, uh, I mean, at least for me, you know, I feel like I'm someone that, it's fairly well read. knows Saints history, um, you know, understands the game of football. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I have some confidence and self-assurance in my beliefs in general. And, you know, I think there are, are insightful things that I read that I don't think about often, maybe every day, and, and that I'm impressed with. But um, Underhill was probably the only one that consistently did that. In other words, everything that he – I was always paying attention when he was writing because – I was pretty much learning something every time, um, and I can't really say that for anyone else. So, um, anyway, you know, uh, it's it's sad to see him go, and you know, obviously, I wish that guy the best. He was always super cool with us, and uh, very, uh, you know, he came on our show many times, and uh, really appreciate him doing that. And he was never too well, good. Well, let's for not
1: exaggerate. I think he came on once. Uh,
0: well, he did a he did a mini cast with me also, so I guess that's two. Uh... Um, but yeah, anyway. Um he he did some interview stuff on Saints Nation too, I guess, which is separate from this. But um but anyway, I mean, you know, he I think he easily could have been too cool for that. And um he wasn't and that's the kind of guy he is. So tremendous amount of respect for that. Um Yeah, you know, you the know, thing about Nick the thing about Nick is he came up like us. Like he was a blogger and a podcaster and you know he—that's kind of how he got started. So I think he kind of always realized that there's a lot of talented people outside of just the legit media circles.
1: Um, so there's there—I feel like with Dave, there was a lot of information that uh, has happened in the last week or so. Um, that, um, we haven't got—we haven't—we haven't, we haven't uh, touched on. Right, Dave, uh, your boyfriend left, and is no longer a saint.
2: What? We didn't talk about this.
1: Didn't we? Did we? I feel like it's been so long ago.
0: <laughs> I don't know when did when that, did he leave. He left. Nah, he left. I think that happened after uh, Monday, didn't it? After Monday, yeah.
1: Like we talked about what well, his maybe contract would be. Maybe it a...
0: Oh,
2: I don't know. Uh, yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about this. Oh uh, no, we... uh, well, yeah, I'm. I'm over it, obviously. Now you can, you can hear me. Dave,
0: take <laughs> us back to the very moment you found out. Um, can you go back to that place?
2: <laughs> I mean, the moment I found out was when the Saints signed Latavius Murray.
0: Um, that you knew. You knew the second that happened. You knew yeah, uh,
2: yeah. Obviously, everybody knew that. Um, and Especially after, you know, there was talk about him uh, – you know, being Baltimore being interested in him. So, um, uh, yeah, but I, you know, we discussed it on the podcast before. Uh, I I think if we discussed numbers and, and we said 6 million, 7 million, definitely not worth it to pay him. Uh, We, we, I think we've all said 5 million, certainly we would keep him, And that's what he wound up getting. Um, so I guess as far as the saints are concerned, their number was even lower than, uh, than we were willing to go, which is... four and a half, yeah, which was, um, you know, that that stinks. I don't know. I, I think another half million or even a million a year, uh, I, again, just because of the locker room presence. And I mean, he's a complete back. He blocks. He he's great in the out of the backfield catching. Um, I don't know.
0: I, I well, I I, I, think I think it was a breakdown in communication. I mean, I think if if Ingram knew that it was gonna play out this way. He would have taken the Saints' offer, and if the Saints knew that it was going to play out this way, they would have given him five million a year. I think it was one of those things where the Saints were like, "Hey, someone else wants Latavius Murray, so if you're not going to take our deal, like we got to jump on this guy, and we're offering you four and a half million a year." And Ingram's like, "No, I want seven. I want seven a year," and that they parted ways because of that. And then basically, once Ingram lost. All his interested parties, then it, all that was left was the Ravens, and then the Ravens were offering five, so that's what he had to take. And I, that, so I, I think his agent overplayed his hand, and it, it's just really too bad. I mean, I, I think sometimes that's how it goes in free agency. Um, you know, you're trying to get your client the most money, and there was a little gamesmanship by Ingram's camp there to try to. Up his offer a little bit, but uh, I think Ingram thought he would get more money than he did
2: uh it, that makes me you don't that, you don't you don't think that if if Bal- that if, if his agent had an offer from Baltimore we're taking at the, at the, at the very end we're saying, you wouldn't think you wouldn't go back and say we're taking five million with Baltimore
0: do I, think,
2: any, do anything, I think you have
0: anything final you want to say. I mean, I, I just think that he was playing multiple teams off of each other. And so I think he he had four and a half. Ingram had four and a half from the Saints and five, five from Baltimore. I fixed, I, 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 break, <laughs> oh, I fixed the live stream. We have
1: breaking news. <laughs> I fixed the live stream. With with five minutes left in the show?
0: Yeah. Totally on brand. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I wonder, is anyone going to actually listen to it now?
1: <laughs> we have two people.
0: Thanks. Three people watching. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I know. like that picture of Unger.
2: So the, the Mark Ingram thing sucks. I don't know if you guys discussed Jared Cook. I'm getting nervous. Saints have nobody to catch the goddamn ball. Okay, I right?
0: mean, sign the guy already. My I God. Mean, come on. Dude. He's That's shopping.
1: Done. Dude, the, he, so I read on some non
2: You saved all that money on not signing Mark Ingram. Now you don't have to pay Max Unger. Blow it all.
1: Blow it all on a freaking pass catcher. Please, for the love of God. I read on a a totally non-reputable Twitter uh, account that Jared Cook is shopping the Saints offer, hoping to get a better one. And what the Saints need to do is go to him and say... I gotta barbecue your ass my molasses! If you don't sign that shit by noon tomorrow, don't shop that shit around. Either read, sign or be done. I read...
2: Great, now we're getting feedback from the live yeah. feed
1: also. It's on brand also. Yeah, on brand. I'd say this is probably our most on brand podcast since... <laughs> Since like if, the if this, is, if this is the first time you're ever listening to our podcast, you you have gotten
2: all, all of it right in one episode. It's, this entirely encapsulates <laughs> encapsulates
1: everything this podcast is about. Um, the best part is is we are one seventh of the way in. Uh, people supporting the podcast and subscribers to me being able to quit my real job and do this full time. We only need six thousand more dollars a month and I can be I can be your podcaster dollar store version of Nick Underhill people. All you need to do is keep donating and get us up to seven thousand dollars a month so I can live my decadent, abusive lifestyle uh, and do this full time from from my kitchen table in my boxers, it's not too much to ask. Come on, it's just seven dollars a month. Um, but uh, is that fair? Like, should the Saint should the Saints crack down on and Cook? Andrew would be like, "Dude, sign this or shit or get off the pot."
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of surprised we're not hearing more news that he's visiting other teams. You know, because he visited with the Saints, and I would think that the number one tight end on the market would either i don't know maybe maybe the Saints, felt like, he, maybe the Saints felt like maybe the same felt like they were lowballing ends. him
1: he's not like they had well, a bunch okay, of other okay, tight ends top too. but he's not like i don't I, I disagree with you like he might be the best pass catcher and he might be attractive to us but dude other teams they had tight ends other teams went in other directions and gave six seven million dollars a year to tight ends like his market just isn't there. Like you, we can say he's the best tight end in the market, but like teams don't really feel that way. Are they all like, do you think, why do you think that is Andrew? I mean, like I agree with you. I was like, he's the number one guy in the market. He's going to get two, three years maybe and get like 7 million a year. And clearly he ain't fucking getting that. Like
0: it's weird. I'm surprised. I mean, he's 32 years old, but I just, I'm I'm very surprised that he hasn't signed with someone.
1: He, Dave, your thoughts on why he hasn't signed?
0: I have no fucking idea. I'm annoyed. That's,
2: that's you know.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I know why Anta hasn't signed, because teams look at him and are like, dude, your shoulder is as crippled as Ralph's left arm, and we ain't paying you dick. And he's just gonna wait it out until August, I think, when the team gets desperate. Um, but Cooks, like I just like I mean if
0: Pelicans a team,
2: just took the lead with five seconds left in the fourth quarter.
0: Who did? What are they doing? No. Stop. <laughs> Lose. The,
1: can I say we're not a basketball <laughs> podcast, but the Pelicans game against the Suns on Saturday? That was the fucking Mona Lisa of tanking. They were up three with like with like five seconds left. They don't foul the guy. He hits the three. There's a second left. And the Pelicans call a timeout they don't have. The dude for the sun shoots two free throws. Phoenix gets the ball inbounds. Pelicans lose. That was the fucking Sistine Chapel of tanking. It was it was art. And all and all the NBA people were mad at the Pelicans, the beat writers. I was like, this is fantastic. I want the Pelicans to entertain me and then lose. And it was magnificent.
0: Yeah, well, so, there's five seconds left and they're up one, so they just need to foul the Mavericks here.
1: <laughs> I mean, I haven't been as excited about watching one of my teams lose since the Saints— in two thousand five lost to Detroit in San Antonio on Christmas Eve when they were up I think two and Joey Harrington completed a fourth and seventeen and Detroit ran on the field and kicked the game winning field goal because by that time I was I want Jim Hazlitt fired and I want Reggie Bush and the Saints winning. Accomplishes neither of those two things. So I was literally running around my parents' house post Katrina in Lacombe celebrating, and my family was like, The Saints just lost. Why are you celebrating? I'm like, Because we're in fucking tank mode, baby. (laughs) Um, Reggie Bush, Reggie Bush. (laughs) Seriously. So, Andrew, now that the live stream is working, we have probably three possibly four people listening uh we we have questions
0: that many huh uh we have no questions
1: (laughs) i i apologize
0: uh, did you not put out a
2: twitter question because you were expecting questions from the live i was i
0: was (laughs) yeah but if you're on if you're listening and you're on the uh youtube um i'm supposed to read from the youtube comments right yeah yeah, there's a chat all the way on the right if you're on YouTube, and you can type your question, and we'll I'll read it. Yeah, I just um, – I
1: think I know what I did. I logged in from my, my uh, work computer, and I – by logging in, I changed the site key, which is something you need for the live stream. I changed it, and I didn't realize that I changed it, and I needed to update it tonight. I did not and hence it did not work and the live stream didn't work uh, but that's what you come to I mean that's my technical savvy you people should have known that this was gonna be a disaster the first time out like you're lucky you got 25 minutes of live stream with me I mean Andrew you gotta be impressed you you probably thought that we were gonna get no live stream and we got 20 minutes so people should be pleased um so free agency so far Dave. How you feeling? Um,
2: you know, I'm not that impressed, but only because, you know, there's no real big, you know, big exciting splash signings. But that's kind of been the M.O. for the Saints the last few years. Uh, Mickey has been uh, very conservative, very patient. Um, I think they're trying, I think they've, the last few years, they've tried to do more. More like what the Patriots do, you know. You don't overvalue too many people, Um, and uh, so I mean, there's nothing, certainly nothing sexy about about this free agency. If they sign Jared Cook, uh, things get a lot sexier. Um, uh, (laughs) And obviously, we've lost Ingram, we've lost Unger, um, so it's kind of bittersweet, really, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like. They got Teddy Bridgewater locked in. Finally, that was a little dicey. Uh, oh, and by the way,
2: yeah, I think the... that's the most. I think that. Go ahead, Ralph. But I think that's the most interesting thing of free agency is the fact that uh, we 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 are possibly.
1: Do we lose Dave?
2: No, I'm done. <laughs>
1: No, you just – I think you just dropped out for a second. But no, you were saying oh. about – Teddy Bridgewater is the biggest thing in free agency. But I, what I was going to say is I love that the Dolphin fans were as nervous about the Dolphins signing Teddy Bridgewater as Saints fans were about him leaving. Like both fan bases wanted him to stay in New Orleans. Like Miami, they their fan base is so committed to tanking. They've come up with the slogan, Fish Tank 2019, which – is fucking amazing. I think, um, and they signed Fitzpatrick, which made them very happy. But Andrew, I think the Saints uh, get an A because they signed Teddy Bridgewater. It goes to an A plus if they can get Cook
0: and, and Ansa. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think right now, I mean, listen, there's all the free agency left, and there's still the draft, so there, there's going to be opportunities to make this team better. But
2: well, the draft, I
0: mean. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you look at who they've lost. They've lost Unger, Watson, and Ingram. I mean, those are – and it's not, uh, Watson wasn't great, but you talk about the leadership in the locker room. You talk about what Unger meant to this team. You talk about what Ingram meant to this team. And you're replacing that with Octavius Murray, Nick Easton, and currently, we don't know, maybe Jared Cook. <sighs> Man, that's not that exciting to me. I mean, if anything, I feel like maybe the offense has taken a little bit of a step back. Um, you so, hate Latavius
1: Murray. Tell the people what you text me. You you hate him. You you really uh,
0: admit it to me, but you kind of do. You kind of. I don't hate, hate him. him. I don't. Yeah. I just I don't I don't like yeah, his maybe running I hate style. him a little bit. I don't like his running style. He he's he's very tall. He's six three, and if you watch his highlights, like he just runs very vertical so I just think he's not a very good short yardage back and I I just think like the Saints kind of need the Ingram guy to be able to pound it on third and one and I just think he he runs too erect
1: (laughs) erect I like that (laughs) um Here's a question that I ask you via text, Andrew, and I, I, I'll i ask it again, but I want Dave to answer it. Dave, if I told you you could have Jared Cook on the Saints and he would catch 65 passes for 700 yards and five touchdowns, or you can have Ziggy Ansah and 14 sacks, who do you choose?
2: Hmm... Um. Man, that's tough, but I'm. I think I've got to go with. Uh, by the way, I guess the Pelicans gave up that lead, and now it's overtime.
0: <laughs>
1: gonna... <laughs> Full Pelican.
2: Um, that's very on brand for the Pelicans. Um, Wait, they actually did foul, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Oh, the, like, that's the guy, great the, tanking. The guy, like, tripped, tripped over him, he like fell to the ground. That is fantastic tanking. Um so uh i I think I'd have to take cook uh because I, I feel like the need for a pass think the, the offense I think, I think there would be a much bigger help for the offense than than Ansa would be in that situation to the defense I mean I mean the Saints have guys already on the team that could potentially Ooh, yeah. uh,
0: 14 sacks is 14 sacks
2: uh, I mean well look cam, cam Jordan can get there. Uh, Marcus Davenport coming in his second year. He's, uh, he's, he's, he, he's supposed to be around those numbers in year two. I think, I mean, listen
0: to uh, Dave turning his nose at 14 sacks. It
1: is. <laughs> um, I mean, they got and, fucking. 40 yeah, but you sit in your tower,
0: Dave. <laughs>
2: So anyway, I, I think uh, I think it's possible that they could they have people on the team who could do that, but I don't think they have very many options uh, at pass catcher who could potentially put up those numbers. And they're not even great numbers from Jared Cook. I you know I thought you were going to say like a thousand yards and and ten touchdowns or something like that, because uh, that would be more comparable to a fourteen sack season, in my opinion.
1: Well, no, because I think I think I think if it's if it, if they're both awesome. I want the tight end just because I think the Saints need it more. But like 14 sacks, if the Saints defense is healthy, I feel like it would transform them into a top three defense. And if they're a top three defense and Drew Brees has like a Peyton Manning type decline, they could carry the Saints ass to the Super Bowl if they're top three defense, right? So I would take the 14 sacks Um
0: just for the, the record, J- Jason Klein on the uh, on the chat agrees with me. He says, "I'll take the sacks." So, Jason, <laughs> I'm glad that you do not turn your nose up at 14 sacks, unlike yeah, you, you two, one of my co-hosts. Yeah, you two love boys really love big
1: sacks. Jason, <laughs> Jason might qualify. You don't for not like super- your tight ends. Jason might qualify for super fan status, being that he stuck through all the night, the the the, the disaster that was the live stream. Uh, he probably and, just got home from work in the middle of the show and just turned us on right. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> so here's here's something I want to tell everyone: is uh, Dave graciously designed a fantastic beer koozie.
2: I Man. did not. I just took the artwork that we have and submitted it to the beer koozie company.
1: Well, it sounds local. like a design to me. It looked like a design to me. You changed it from white to gold, though, right? <laughs> oh yeah, I am a talent. I am a graphical design <laughs> talent. Let me tell you. Let me so tell you. so anyway, Dave, paint. Dave, paint. we got the, we, we we've ordered the beer koozies, and here's the thing, Patreon. Uh, despite my incompetence with the live stream tonight, uh, is is a better product than Podbean. We love Podbean. And you can stay on Podbean if you want to stay on Podbean. But if you switch over from Podbean to Patreon, and oh, by the way, if you switch over, you won't get charged twice. Patreon doesn't bill you until the first of every month. Anyone that is on Patreon on May 1st, get a beer koozie as a thank you for being on for supporting us and being on Patreon so just if you're on Patreon already we love you, you're awesome, you're getting a beer koozie if you're on Podbean consider switching and if you switch we'll give you a beer koozie. We're not going to do away with Podbean if you love Podbean, if you like it and you want to stay, that's cool too but if you switch over from Podbean to Patreon you get a beer koozie, think it over so until next week The Bar is closed.